Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast by myself once more, Josh Lander, bringing you Wednesday night's NBA one-game slate as we've got the Eastern Conference Finals matchup uh, for Game 1 there. Between the Celts and the Heat, make sure to like and subscribe to that page. I've also got video up for you guys about Tuesday night's Western Conference uh, Finals game as well, Game 1 there. Also have a Best Bets uh, video with some future stuff uh, and some series prices, looking at these two series and some futures championships and things like that that we can get ahead of. So there's a a third video up uh, this week about that stuff as well. Make sure you check that out. Uh, And also head to thelines.com. As I always tell you, we've got plenty of great written content up there this week and that odds finder tool, a nice little chart. You can see all the odds available to you from the different sports books uh, that are making that are giving us bets this postseason uh, and then find the best odds. Choose those. Let's go ahead and jump right into the first best bet I'm talking about from this game. And it is the heat to cover. It's at seven and a half now. It's a minus 110, wherever you're finding it. Would bet that down probably to about minus six and a half. It's gone down already uh, uh, from plus eight and a half down to uh, the, the plus seven and a half there. So, yeah, if you want it at the plus six and a half, if it comes down to that at some point. Not the worst bet in the world, but I'd still like it at the, the, the eight. I actually took it at the nine right away. Uh, but by the time everyone's seeing this, it's going to be at least seven and a half, I imagine. So I, I'll give you guys that one. I just like the the heat on the uh, in this series in general. I talked about a little bit of, of money on them to win it at plus 400. Um, it's the best odds for anybody to win a series at this point between the four teams left. And, and there's just, I think it's, it's mis- mispriced, to be to be honest. I, I mean, maybe there is the, the numbers say that the likelihood of the heat with this roster can beat the Celtics you know, in, in a four, seven game series, maybe you're saying that's pretty fair plus 400 because it's not that likely, but they, we've just seen them do it. We just saw them do it two years ago. We saw them uh, take them to the brink of game seven last year as well, uh, where Jimmy, you know, really just needed to hit that above the break three and they would have been in the finals instead of the Celtics with another sort of ragtag band of, of, of you know, misfits that are, are playing alongside Jimmy at this point outside of really bam. Um, you know, it's just a bunch of guys they cobbled together with a ton of, of, of undrafted drafted free agents and the like. So they're three and three on the road in these playoffs. Um, they are losing those games just by two points on average, one and a half points on average. Um, and they've won the opening game of their last four playoff series, including last year uh, against uh, the Celtics. They won that game one pretty handily, actually. Uh, and they won it with a lot of points uh, and a lot of pace. Uh, won at 118 to 107. Uh, they did get blown out in game two. That was in Miami as well. I should be clear, but not that big a deal, depending on where they play. Like I said, three and three on the road in the playoffs and, and really one, at least one of those games, if you're not two, both game twos, Miami just sort of forfeited with no uh, Jimmy Butler really playing in game two of the last series against the Knicks. I be- uh, believe he played in game two uh, against the Bucks, but he, I don't believe he played very much as it was a complete blowout. He might not have even played. Not relevant because I, I feel really good about them in game one. So that's kind of where I'm starting. Um, I'm also, I feel even better to be honest and probably should have started with this, but over 210, I feel really good about. That's minus 110 on DraftKings as well. I think I'm going one and a half units on that. And I would really, I would even bet this up to, uh, you know, about 211. That's kind of where I start to feel a little bit less comfortable. But um, there's only one game that went under this total between these teams in the four matchups this season. That one had no Jimmy Butler, no Jalen Smart, or no Jalen Brown, no Marcus Smart, and no Al Horford. Uh, the other three games averaged 235 points uh, per game in those. And obviously there was a massive one in there where it was about 255 uh, points scored. But looking at the way that these two teams play in these playoffs, Miami versus Milwaukee in round one played at 102 pace. Boston versus Atlanta in round one played at 102 pace, 101.7 or whatever. Um, 
then you look at the next round, they're playing New York and Philly, respectively. Miami against New York, Boston against Philly. Uh, both their paces go down to 93 per game in those uh, in, in those series, right? So that's just about who they're playing. I mean, Boston is going to continue to shoot and play with a decent pace, probably close to 98, which is what these two teams played at when they played each other this season, was about 97, 97 and a half. Um, I think you can expect it to be continue being around that in, in this series, um, you know, closer to what they were when they played the Hawks and the Bucks, two very fast-paced teams. So uh, they're both so heavily reliant on three-point shooting uh, at this point. Obviously, the Celtics we know, um, and Miami as well, that there's going to be some variance, but I do think there's going to be some similarities to last year's series where there's a few blowouts but one team's getting 120 122 and the other one's barely getting to 110 and it's not that close but that's because one team has it one team doesn't uh, but we can rely on there to be a lot of shots going up from deep uh and and a, a good amount of pace as they just kind of keep going and both these teams are are, are basically not basically they are 100 given the directive by both their coaches if you're open within the flow of the offense pull it it's a lot of drive kick or swing and get open on uh, some cuts. They both do some pretty nice stuff uh, on, the, on the low cuts closer to the baseline as well. And those picks uh, and screens that they set there. So there's going to be a lot of uh, shooters looking and just running around and looking to get open with a lot of ball movement from both these teams. And I think that's going to stay the case in game one, especially. Uh, I think this is too low. Maybe it, it's good, a more reasonable number for when we get to game four, or game five. Uh, and it's even later in the series, even later in the season. Uh, and then we start to see a 210 total be pretty, pretty fair. But I think this this one's closer to like 220. You can probably get some pretty good, uh, not probably, you can get some pretty good uh, juice there if you want to juke the uh, the total and take like an alt total. Um, and, and at that point, you know, you can get things like uh, for them, to, this game to go to 215. Uh, and now you're looking at closer to about plus 185 on your money for that for five more points there. I think that's pretty reasonable uh, the way that these teams play in pace. And but neither of them really uh, are, are defending the three-pointer well. We know Philly and uh, the Knicks don't shoot a large volume of threes, but in the first round once again Milwaukee and Atlanta shoot a ton of threes and they gave up Miami gave up to Milwaukee 15.6 threes on 38 percent Boston gave up 14 threes on 37 percent against Atlanta in the in that round one uh, and I think we can expect a little bit more of that so all right let's move on to pick number three Max Struess is my guy and I'm going back to the well as we all know 11 and a half points this hit ton in in the last round versus the Knicks and it's just sort of became apparent that uh Spolstra trusts him a lot and so I can get over 11 and a half points once again which was the low end for Struz we saw it get up to 12 and a half even 13 at one point for him in the series against the Knicks because of how well he was playing there so I'm going back to the over 11 and a half because I can also get it at minus 115 on FanDuel taking that for a unit another great matchup like I said Spo knows he's got a guy that's playing defense and can rebound um on top of being a shooter and they're sparse right in terms of the, the the guys they have in their rotation that are big bodies right now bam is their biggest player at like six nine cody zeller is getting minutes at this point because haywood highsmith is not really ready for this uh, and zeller is an even bigger body they needed against the uh the knicks there we'll see how much they need him if rob will gets minutes cody zeller's probably coming in um but the point here is uh that for struce he's going to be out there because he's basically playing power forward a lot uh in the starting lineup small forward if you will because you've got uh you know jimmy out there alongside bam but Really, you know, Struess is going to be out there for the 30 minutes he played against the Knicks in that series as well, I believe. He also played 28 minutes per game in the series versus Miami last year in the Eastern Conference Finals in a similar scenario. 14 points per game last round versus the Knicks uh, and really, really good numbers there. Shooting the ball a ton in his last five versus uh, the Knicks in the last five games of that series. 19% usage rate, pulling 8.6 
threes per game, uh, which is best on the team, number one most on the team at that time, still hitting them at a 35% clip. That's three threes exactly that he's making in each game. If he's going to get nine points off of threes, I really like him to like get two free throws uh, and at least like three or four attempts around the rim. That should get us to about 13, 14 points, uh, which is, like I said, what he's been averaging. Um, in the last four games that he saw at least 30 minutes, he's averaging uh, against the Celtics. He's averaging 14 points per game in 34 minutes. He's gotten uh, really good minutes in, in those four. Like I said, averaging 34 gets to the 14 at that point. Um, he'll probably be around 29, 30 in this game. Maybe he gets a, a few more minutes. I don't think you can afford to play him 25 or 26 like Spo has a couple times, but it seemed like in those games, they weren't really trying at that point anyway. Right. And, and Spo was happy to get Duncan Robinson some floor minutes to get him uh, some rhythm because he was bad at first had a nice five for 10 game from three to Duncan in a game that Strew sat for, for a lot because it, it wasn't, it was the game that uh, Jalen Brunson took over and the, and the, he ended up losing. So uh, my point here is when he gets the 30 minutes and, and he gets it when they're trying to win, uh, then, you know, he should be good for 14 in this game. Uh, maybe you want an alt, you can get an alt line of him to get 14 plus points on FanDuel. That does get you up to about plus uh, 185, 186 uh, on FanDuel. They like those weird numbers sometimes. So there's some pretty good reason to feel good about Strews doing that as well. Uh, finishing things off here with Jason Tatum. Uh, and I'm going back to the same well that I've been going back to with him, which is the board, because I love the fact that we're not seeing as much Rob will right in, in these playoffs. I don't know if that's going to change in this one, but like, why would it change against uh, why, why would Missoula start playing Rob will more against the heat who are smaller than the Celtics? I don't know. I, obviously, Doc did a really good job of playing Rob Will off the floor, and I think Spo should just take that uh, page out of his book. And the way he played him off the floor was as soon as Rob Will comes in, P.J. Tucker's out, uh, George Niang is in. Uh, as soon as, you know, or, or whomever is out there that they need to switch up the matchup so that they have a three point shooter, um, you know, that, that Rob will has to guard, which pulls him away from the rim and makes him completely useless. Uh, and that's why his minutes continue to dwindle. And I think that's a good thing for, for Tatum who, uh, needs to get 10 boards. That's minus 120 on DraftKings going a full unit. He's recorded that he recorded that in five of the seven games versus Philly. He's recorded a double, double in eight of his last 11 in these playoffs. He's averaging 10 and a half boards, uh, versus Miami over his last seven versus them. Uh, and, and that's because a lot of what we're going to, what we saw with Horford, you know, spending his time boxing out Capella, spending his time in the first round, spending his time boxing out Mitchell Robinson, or I'm sorry, Mitchell Robinson, uh, you know, Joel in the second round there, uh, versus the, uh, the 76ers. And that leaves Tatum open to go get a ton of boards. And what do you have in the last one? 13 or whatever. And alongside his 51 points, we took him to get eight there. Let's not even worry about it. Let's just say 10. I think this, I feel better about the 10 now because of the pace of this game, that it should be much faster than the, the Philly series where it slowed all the way down to 93. Like I said, should be back up to about 98 gives you a few more opportunities for those boards and, and Miami's chucking dude. Like their, their, their directive is clear. Keep the offense flowing. And if you have a, if you're one of the two or three shooters on our team uh, from in terms of Struess and Vincent and Duncan, as soon as that ball is in your hands, shoot it. Uh, and if that's the case, there's gonna be a ton of shots. There's gonna be a ton of missed shots because the, 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 the heat are also a good offensive rebounding team and want to give themselves an opportunity to, to get more offensive boards. So they'll just be pulling the ball more. Uh, and Tatum should be good for 10 boards. Uh, like I said, which he continues to do throughout these playoffs, uh, and definitely also does against a shorter heat team where he'll be the tallest dude on the floor, uh, alongside, um, Al Horford until, you know, Rob will gets out there. He's the biggest dude out there. So, uh, I think there's good reason to think he can get the 10 rebounds in this one. And that is 
all the time I have for you guys for game one of this Eastern Conference Finals. Like and subscribe to that page. Like I said, got a series prices uh, video for you along with uh, some championship futures we're looking at. Got the, the Western Conference Finals game, uh, game one on Tuesday night video for you and this one. So until I see you next, happy betting. Let's go.